You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. Hey everybody, this is Ken Vellante with Something Rather Than Nothing, and we have Portland-based band Disgenia here on the podcast, and uh, really excited to bump into their music um, out here in, in Oregon, and just wanted to uh, let you know a little bit, they're, uh, they have an album called Intentionally Blank. They, uh, they're on Bandcamp, and I've really enjoyed a, a lot of their music. I actually look forward to seeing them live because I haven't seen them live yet. Uh, band members Riley Holland, Brian Wilson, and Dustin Vandehey. And uh, welcome, welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, and um, I wanted to start just like uh, individually ask you to, you know, introduce yourself, tell your role in in the band, and uh, just kind of your thought, you know, just in general about um, about the band and about music. I wanted to ask you first, uh, Riley. Riley, uh, tell us about yourself and uh, your role in Dischenia. Yeah, I'm Riley. I play bass. Used to play guitar more, but we wanted a three-piece happening here, so I kind of wanted to one of the typical former guitar player, current bass players. So that, that kind of plays in how we write. Um, but yeah, so it's 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 a kind of a full collaboration between us, but I'm just straight up. But we're actually working on somewhere I play some guitar, but mostly just sticking with straight up bass. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much. And um and Dustin Van Hey, tell us about um Dustin, tell us about what you do. Uh, yeah, I'm the guitar player of Dysgenia. Um, we've been doing this, I want to say, 10 years. And, uh, yeah, I just uh, enjoy coming here. We practice every Thursday and play live probably once a month or so. And, uh, yeah, just enjoy the creative process. Uh, we all kind of think the same creatively. And so, uh, you know, we just are able to come together and, you know, kind of create this cool music. And that's... That's kind of why I show up every Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to have that schedule there and, uh, you know, have that partnership over time. Uh, Brian, what what do you do in the band and uh, what's your background? Hey, I'm Brian. play drums. And uh, my background is a little more formal than these guys. I, I took lessons starting at the age of 10. Did that for about 10 years and actually uh, majored in music for a while. So, uh yeah, I'm, I'm coming into it with a, a little more formal experience than the other two. Uh, I also do write music. I uh, because I studied formally, I know some some theory and uh, composition. So I do actually write some of the music too, other than just rhythm. And uh, I guess we became a full band after I met Riley and just started as a uh, conversation he was having with somebody about music and. They mentioned Rush, which was one of my favorite bands. So I joined in the conversation and it, it led to, do you play music? Yeah, I play drums. Oh, we're looking for a drummer. And uh, so what do you guys want to do? And he said, uh, what was it? Instrumental progressive metal. And so <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't even looking to join a band at that point. But when he said that, that piqued my interest. So yeah, almost 10 years later, here we are. 
yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah, like we need these words. I mean, it's like when we talk about we talk about music. Sometimes there's these words or something you're gonna hear and be like, okay, I'm down. I'm yeah. I'm down with that. Um, one of the things um, I was just kind of in description of your music is uh, I saw the kind of question or phrase is you know how much can you say without words and um just just uh just really kind of easing in into your sound and um you know the the prominence of the instrumentation and um i don't know many journey in aspects it feels very um to me like a sound a rock sound that i adore that's um pacific northwest and it just it it, it feels it feels really good um Tell us about tell us about you've been doing this for a while. You you, you committed uh, you committed to it. You know you do you, you practice regularly. You get out there and, and play live, uh, and you've been playing for a while. Tell us uh, about Dysgenia and uh, kind of how it's how it's evolved and what you try to do when when you play your music. Uh, you know in crowds and live. Yeah, well, uh, Dustin and I have been and bands together since like college to, um, 2003 yeah long time ago uh, i mean with breaks and stuff but we played in my like, cover bands and just like goofing off writing stuff yeah. we always had vocalists we were always writing relatively traditional type stuff in that sense and then we got back together um to just you had some people you were jamming with yeah just doing some covers it had been a while they wanted someone on bass i was like yeah i'll play some faith no more songs on bass that sounds yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and then it was such a blast but and so we decided to do something more serious and originally we were gonna try to find a singer and a drummer and brian told you how we met him which was after a long period of being pretty discouraged like are we ever gonna find a, a drummer that fits what we want to do and we had already given up on singers we had thought we are definitely not going to find a singer <laughs> i mean maybe one was out there but um after just trying people out and being disappointed we were just like well we love a lot of instrumental music why don't we just kind of focus on those influences it's more interesting for us and so we kind of tried that out wrote a couple songs together and it, it worked so we just kind of kept going with that formula yeah and i think uh because uh, yeah, I was I was jamming with those guys, and I think I wrote Riley a text jokingly saying, "Hey, do you want to uh, play We Care a Lot' by Faith No More on bass?" <laughs> and because it's just like one note, I think. <laughs> and Riley was like, "Yeah, man, let's do it." And then I think we had some Pearl Jam covers too. We were trying to do, um, and yeah, so we just started jamming with these guys, and just didn't over time feel like it was a good fit. Um, and I know at the time I was listening to a lot of dream theater and animals as leaders and a bunch of like progressive stuff. Um, and I just kind of felt like I had done about five years of flamenco guitar too. And I just felt like, you know, why don't we like take our talents that the two of us have and, you know, create something out of it. Then as Brian said, we, we met him and he was fantastic and has been great for 10 years. And, uh, it's just, it's nice to kind of challenge ourselves. I always find it to be a huge challenge. Like no singer means that we actually have to really, the three of us play really well. So I have to practice like almost daily just to keep the chops up. Um, so I, I think that's why we keep going is because 
this is music that we like to play. Uh, we're not trying to please a, a mass audience of people. We're just trying to like play the music that we want to play. Uh, the stuff that we we are inspired by. Um, the three of us kind of bring our own stuff to it, and we write our own music, and we collaborate on all of it. It just kind of comes out to be this really crazy stuff. So I, th I think as far as just Jenny, it just kind of keeping going. I think that's kind of what's keeping us going. It's just constantly challenging ourselves and just playing all this weird stuff that uh, I, I think people like. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, one of the things, one of the things I could say for myself is I've had a, somebody who was very influential on my music listening, a really brilliant guy, a friend of mine, Todd. And, uh, and prior to that, I just, I, I had different type of tastes in music, but I never was patient with, uh, the, you know, instrumentals or kind of like ranging rock or anything like that. And he was so reactionary towards like lyrics sometimes that he'd be, just turn something off when he heard somebody singing. <laughs> so he could be extreme with that, but he really taught me a lot about uh, just kind of listening carefully and just really experiencing music in a completely new way. Um, so I was thinking about him when I was when I was listening to you to your music and kind of. Um, how we helped train, train my ears towards that. You know, I listen to a lot of different types of music, but now I would say, whereas before I wouldn't just kind of sit back and just kind of groove to things for a long time. Now I do that most of the time. So it's, 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 it's a nice thing. Sure. Where do you guys, uh, where do you guys play? You're based in the Pacific Northwest up in Portland. Uh, what do you, what type of shows you play? Um, I mean, gosh, we've been doing this for a long time and we've played at all the bars in Portland, even the ones that have shut down. We actually played there and then they shut down shortly thereafter. <laughs> uh, where else? Like we played at an airplane hangar up in, down in Salem. Yeah, we were kind of taking every gig we could at first, but um, one of the cool things about our style of music is like that we learned is in, in one way it's really specific, like you'd think it's for a really specific type of listener, but also because it's instrumental, it it fits with a lot of different bills and other bands. Yeah. So we've, we've played with all sorts of different bands, and that makes it really liberating, whereas if you have like harsh metal vocals, you're not going to be necessarily fitting in on a lot of, a lot of more eclectic bills. So we've played with like heavy blues bands and intense metal bands, punk bands, we're uh, playing uh, at a post-rock festival on the 24th of this month. Post-rock and friends, or kind of and friends, but yeah. um, so we kind of we kind of are able to slip in there in a lot of different contexts. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thanks, thanks. thanks. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I was going to say to Riley's point, like we went up to Seattle uh, in October. And played with kind of a psychedelic hip hop band, and we've become good friends with them. And so we'll probably we, we actually played another show with them. What was that? Three weeks ago. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, this big big Lebowski themed bar. Uh, so they came down from Seattle and played with us. And so you know that's that's another reason I just love this music. It's just it can just kind of go anywhere, really. 
I gotta see. I gotta see that. I saw the video from from that show. I was like, "Holy shit, this is amazing! I love that." So you played, yeah. you played, you played with the with with that other band recently together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Brian said a couple of weeks ago, um, they came down from uh, Seattle and we played like right before them. So, but, uh, but yeah, it's been you know it's been good doing it that way. Meet a lot of people for sure. Yeah, you're might both be, both rocking the house. That was nice. Yeah, yeah. Might be collaborating with them too. They were saying they wanted to do a collaboration, write a song together. So yeah, yeah. Because the one guy does like hip hop vocals, so we'll see if that is a good fit or not. But uh, you know, so it'll be it'll be cool. I could only say like go in and give it as good as a shot as you can because it was just so it was just so noticeable how that came together at least with the video I was like man what it it, it fit right there so see if you can see if you can work it because I love that and the name of the band uh, from up north who were they uh, Kumite Kumite okay we're gonna uh, have those uh, folks in the in the show notes thanks so much for. For laying that out, um, this is an art and philosophy show. I wanted to ask, uh, I wanted to ask you in general, and anybody can can chime in here. Just talking about art, one of the questions I ask is, uh, what is art? Um, anybody have any thoughts on just like that general question? What what is art? Wow, yeah, that could be answered a lot of ways. Yeah. Riley was a philosophy major, so he might be the best person to ask. Riley's going to start off if he has that major. I'm sorry, Riley. You either won or you lost. I don't know. I'm I'm such a dork that I did think right away of William Blake. There we go. Um, yeah. Talking about, I forget exactly how he put it, but that it's, a, it's sort of just like an overflowing of life force. It's like you've got, you're a human being, you've got life force to get you through the day and survive, but then there's just extra and that extra just wants to express itself somehow, and it just overflows, basically. And that, that's how I experience music. It's, it's, it just kind of overflows. It's not to get something from the world. Although I think that you can be a legitimate artist for sure and be making plenty of money and, doing, and having it be your career. That's definitely there. But um, something that is just overflowing into the world and it just kind of comes out the way it wants to come out um is how i tend to think of it and then that's what gives it the quality when other people are doing it in art that i resonate with i'm like oh yeah that i don't know what that is or where it came from but it came from somewhere that wasn't just the person's rational mind like oh this would be cool it's like something it came from somewhere deeper something other you know i've also heard it said not just that it wants to come out but that it has to somehow uh yeah yeah yeah, I had so many ideas for, for songs before this band that I was like, it was painful to have these ideas and not be able to express them. It actually, like, really bugged me. Yeah. So that was a huge relief early on. Like, fucking finally, we can just do this stuff and get it out of our system, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I tend to just get stuff in my head. Uh, like a part of a song, I'll just think about it. And... Um, yeah, like Riley said, just kind of comes out and, you know, you just kind of start playing it and, and then, you know, bring it to the practice space and work on it together. And people bring stuff as well, bring their own parts to the songs as well. And then it kind of comes together and, uh, in a way that 
you know, we, we definitely love. So becomes greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah so it's like, what does this song want to be? Yeah. Like, where does this want to go? Which is, it's great that we all kind of have that attitude because we've never like, we've all thrown in ideas for all different kinds of stuff and we've never gotten into like a lock horns type situation where no, it's about my idea. Cause usually yeah. it's just like, Oh yeah, a particular way is yeah. better. If we try them all, we'll find the one that's the best. Yeah. Sometimes we'll try things out. It's about feel and you say, Oh, that sounded great. You know, and you crank the amps up and you know, sit in the space and uh, just experiment with things. It's kind of that scientific process where you're experimenting with things. You know, seems to work so far. You know. Yeah, I um. Well, and, and thanks, thanks for your comments. And I, there's, there is so much power in that with um, with Blake, or just like this outpouring of energy. You know, like something that has to be done, and just, just hearing like, like there's discomfort in not like expressing things at times, right? It might be like I'm a writer, so my hand needs to move. On I'm a singer, I need to sing, or you need to play. It's like. I'm going to be unhealthy unless <laughs> the overflowing gets, gets out. And I think there's something pretty, pretty profound out with that. And it just, it feels good. Right. It feels right. Yeah. I think maybe. Even if you're just singing in the shower. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. There's also this funny, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but there's also this funny sense of sort of like, um, especially recording the album. And once we started playing more shows and stuff, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm finally like paying back the rock gods a little bit of just being <laughs> like I played music a lot, but just yeah, mostly being a consumer uh, of of music and just like taking more than I put back in was another feeling of like that that needs to be balanced out a little bit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah and there's definitely like a a growth that you have over time as you keep writing this kind of music, you just get better over time. Like when Brian mentioned, Hey, I've got a song for you guys to uh, learn. It was super difficult. It's the one perceptual dichotomy. I mean, it took a long time to kind of learn that. And I know I had to like climb up to the summit of Everest to meet Brian up there who had already climbed it a long time ago, you know, to kind of meet that skill level. And so as we've been a band for a long time, our songs just get, you know, more complicated and just more, uh, I guess, kind of juicy as you've got more experience playing live or just getting better over time. And so what's your yeah. relationship? I, I'm always wondering this because uh, I go to a lot of live shows. What's your experience as far as doing the tracks in a studio format, given, you know, given the way that you play and the way that you flow is, does that feel like an okay process or does it feel like a snapshot of, where you are or what's what's the studio recording feel like for you snapshot of where we were seems like a good description uh yeah it was it was a learning experience we had a uh, couple of songs that we uh probably didn't put enough thought into what exact tempo it was going to be so when we were done recording we were kind of thinking oh we should have done that a little faster or we should have done that a little slower so Hopefully that's a learning experience and do any more recording. Yeah, like take a little more time with kind of the pre-production process of like doing the uh, scratch track right at the right tempo and then, you know, really taking the time to kind of dial everything in. And um, 
like when we recorded the album, it was at uh, Brian's um, uh, cousin's house. So he had kind of a basement recording studio, and he just he said, you know, why don't we record an album? You guys have a bunch of songs, let's do it. So we spent what was it, a year or something, kind of going to that studio uh, off and on, and just recording and spending a lot of time on it. So that's yeah. that's kind of how you do it, you know. Yeah, I um, and, and it, it, like I said, I haven't seen you live, and I've seen some of the performances and bits that you have here. So I really look forward to it because I just had yeah. that feeling when you know there's a style of music, and I, I love that flow live a lot more nowadays, even than I used to before, because my tastes have changed. I love to go with it, and I think it's a big, big impact of like maybe outdoor music or the groove music that you find in the Pacific Northwest, at least where I've dropped into it. Um. So I really, uh, I really enjoy that. Um, uh, uh, speaking of which, in in, in general, um, about about your your music and uh, what you have out there, uh, how do folks uh, find find your music? I had mentioned you have a band camp, but what are the, how do people experience uh, what you do? Um, so we uh, get a lot of traction with our Instagram account. Um, we have Facebook. Um, I don't know how much of that. I mean, I, I don't really look at that that much, but Instagram, we tend to get a lot of followers and all that. And uh, that's kind of the way I connect with other bands to, you know, try to book shows and that sort of thing. It seems like a big networking thing. So we got a lot of stuff on Instagram. Uh, we're on Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, uh, like I said, Bandcamp, uh it's on YouTube. Right. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Um, where else? Yeah, a bunch of different places. But I think the main ones are Spotify and Bandcamp, mainly because, I mean, Spotify is accessible to a lot of people. We've got, you know, a pretty good amount of listens on there. But then Bandcamp, as I think a lot of people know, it's, much, it, it's higher quality. Yeah. Um, audios some people will only do band camp and you, and you can listen for free a few times i forget how many before they make you buy it yeah but um so those are kind of two where there's a sort of a meaningful difference between them yeah the rest of the platforms are just like other places where the same thing is you know? yeah a bunch of random stuff because we, we had to go through a distributor and it just kind of threw our tracks all over the internet you know so I, I think it's just like Spotify, SoundCloud, and Bandcamp are kind of the, the big three that I I see the most traction on, at least. I was surprised how how many people were listening to our stuff on Bandcamp. Yeah, There's a lot, a lot more than I expected. Yeah, Bandcamp's a nice it's a nice nice platform. I like the access to the merchandise, but also you know like you know that some of that. Uh, direct support through those payments and also finding i remember one time i found a whole bunch of uh kind of pink floyd bootlegs that were really nice and cheap and just i don't know just hearing like animals 1978 and like you know like one of those performances was just super so just a great varied material and i know i've checked out your stuff there on um on Bandcamp, but uh yeah. really enjoy it um i want to ask you know we got the th this this episode we'll have coming out um you know, later June, uh, 2023 coming, uh, fourth, um, for folks to be listening, uh, when the show comes out this, this, this summer, any, any spot or two or, or things to look out for where you might be. 
Uh, yeah, so far we're doing uh, June 24th. That's the post-rock festival at the High Water Mark in Northeast Portland. Uh, so it's on a Saturday. I think we go on at 7, maybe. I'd have to verify that. I think it's doors at 7.30. Um, we're opening the second day right. of the festival. Yeah. And then September, we have the Alt. It's called the Alt Fest. So that's September 15th at the Kenton Club. And then as far as that, probably get some more gigs this summer, but nothing nothing yet. But uh, it, it'll fill up, I'm sure. Yeah, it'll be <laughs> a summer of music. Uh, could be a busy yeah. summer. Could be a, a busy yeah. summer. Yeah, because um, usually the way it happens is like I just will sit on Instagram and somebody will write us and ask us to come sit on a bill. And uh, it's a lot easier than writing bookers and having to deal with that. Uh, we just usually just, you know, crash a bill or something, just, you know, from some band we know or something. Well, yeah, I, um, like I said, I look really look forward to, uh, uh, to, to seeing you live and, um, yeah. you know, for the, for the audience, um, check out this Genia, um, and on the places, uh, that they mention. if you're in the Pacific Northwest, uh, you know, in, in, in Oregon in particular playing in, uh, Portland there. Um, I'm very much looking forward um, to, to hearing you play live. And just listeners, just so you know, um, we'll have a bit bit of music here uh, coming up in just a bit uh, with this, Jenia. Um, just wanted to thank you, uh, Dustin, Brian, and, and Riley, for popping on uh, popping on the podcast and letting folks know about the great music you put out. I really appreciate uh, chatting with you. And, and, and thanks for the music. It's... Um, uh, it's a real treat. I, I feel like I, I I know what you put into it, and and for the type of listeners that you're trying to reach, and um, I I didn't get you know I I just felt that, so I wanted to thank you for that, and uh, th thanks for the music. Of course, thanks for having us. Thank thanks. you, ma'am. Absolutely.
This is Something Rather Than Nothing.